New trend alert. Tell me something honest. Tuck roll game against the Raiders. Might have been a fumble. Tom. Fuck him. Just busted. He's such a tool. <sighs> He's just so cringe. Cringe city with him, with that boy. I can't tell if it's him or if it's like his social media team. It's probably both. Probably like he thinks like, yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that. But you're 40, literally 45 years old. Also, you don't need to be on every single app. You don't need to be everywhere. But he's probably trying to impress his children. That's probably what it really is. You think? Like he's trying to be like, oh, I'm gonna be the cool dad because I don't have a lot of time. He's a seven-time Super Bowl champion. He already is the cool dad. But it's always Tom versus time. Yeah. So that's what he's thinking. He's always trying to prove he can do things that he shouldn't be able to do. Right. Like, oh, I could be quirky. That's just, yeah. He, for years, he did take himself very seriously. Yeah, in New England, he would never have touched TikTok or done anything like that. Yeah, I'd say, like, for the first, I don't know, 10 years of his career, he's pretty serious. Mm -hmm. And then kind of went around a Gronk came is when he, like, lightened up a little it. bit. Yeah. And it's not the worst thing in the world, I guess. It's not. It's, it's just so fake. It's just cringe dad moments. Yeah. And I and if you like read the comments, there's people out there who's like, damn, Tom is like actually really funny and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. And if it wasn't Tom Brady, those like posts would get like four likes. Oh yeah. Well, I mean one hundred percent. It's kinda oh. like LeBron tweeting. Well, LeBron actually tweets value. <laughs> Like when he said he discovered John ja Morant the other day. Yeah. That was very valuable. He said John ja Morant's an up and coming star in this league. Mm hmm Like that's huge. That gives casual fans like us, oh, we have a reason to watch John ja Morant now because if LeBron thinks this guy's good, we might as well check him out. You know LeBron is scheming right now how to get Ja on his team. You in, think? In any way possible. I don't know. He tweeted last night that it's been a he's like, been a while since I've done a QA. I might do one of those coming soon. Oh. So he might do a Twitter QA coming up. Although he's tweeted that the last he tweeted that the last time he missed the playoffs, too, and he never actually did it. Oh, really? Yeah, so I remember has he, specifically. Has, has he ever done it at all? I don't think he's ever done one. Maybe, like, when Twitter first came out, he probably did one. Yeah, and that doesn't really count. But that would be bold of him to do one because he's not, like, Twitter doesn't really love LeBron that much. No. I overall. mean, it's going to be, like, one of those Reddit AMAs where they only answer, like, you know, 10 Oh, questions. he'll answer, he'll answer like, so where did you come up with Taco Tuesday? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. That. How much wine do you drink a day? Yeah, he'll he, answer he the most milk, to the most milk toast questions possible. Yeah. Where do you get those cool dance moves? <laughs> <laughs> How do you learn about all the latest hip hop music? <laughs> <laughs> Is Drake a cool guy? <laughs> I would like to hang out with you and Drake someday. <laughs> well, you fucking can't. Well, it's probably, yeah, he's going to only answer the tweets from his PR team, too. Yeah, I'm sure that will be the case. It'll be a bunch of burners. What should we ask him on Twitter? We should. If he actually does it, we need to be on Twitter and ready to go. And we need to ask him just Disney-related questions. <laughs> yeah, favorite Disney movie. Yeah, what's your favorite Disney movie? Uh, like, stuff that he might actually answer, it's like, like, innocuously. Mm -hmm. Like, when you go to Disney World, where's your favorite place to go? <laughs> yeah. And they'll say the hotel they're at, like, yeah, the ESPN Wild World of Sports or whatever. Pretty much. Who's your favorite Disney show growing up? Who's your favorite Disney character? <laughs> Stuff like that. If we can get him to answer one Disney-related question. Game over. Yeah. The internet. We would we would win the internet for the we, day. We'd have to retire our Twitter account then. Yeah. For all 36 followers we have on that thing. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Hanging from the rafters. All right, I better go right into this intro then. <clears throat> this is going to be a tough one for me. Mm -hmm. Feliz Cinco de Mayo y bienvenido al podcast de Deportes de Juevo de Ganso. Oui, oui. That means happy Cinco de Mayo and welcome to the Goose Egg Sports oh. Podcast. Little Dora moment for you. But this is also the only podcast that isn't afraid to kick its mom under the table when she says, por favor, at our Mexican restaurant. 
Speaking from personal experience, does your mom do that? No. My mom's big I, into like, oh, por favor. Oh, yeah. We'll have some salsa. Gracias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Moms love acting cultured. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I think that's really funny, actually. Yeah. They're trying. Mm-hmm. It's cute. I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. Scumdog Skillionaire. I might have used that one before. And I'm joined once again by the one and only Jared, a.k.a. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> I used to love that show growing up. Do you think it would not fly today, right? Um, I think that's fine because... Th- he was such a caricature. He was such a douchebag. Yeah. But he was funny about it. And he would never get the girl. He never did. That's right. He it'd was be, never successful. It'd be one thing if he got the girl after every episode, but he never got it. No, I don't think he ever once like even got like a kiss on the cheek or anything like that. He's kind of the first anti-hero when you think about it. He Johnny Bravo was the original anti-hero. Yeah. Great we got we got to reboot that. That was an underrated show. I was a big Johnny Bravo and big Ed Ed and Eddie guy. Oh yeah, I used to love that too. Ed and Eddie was I think I still think it was the best cartoon ever. I don't really remember any episodes. I just remember it watching it a lot. I think it definitely shaped like my personality. Like I'm a little still like has. twitchy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You walk around with uh a 2 by 4 <laughs> Yeah, it's my only friend. Mm-hmm. It's actually just this guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is the new plank. So my cell phone. You know it'd be cool if you got a case that looked like Plank. Do they have those? I'm sure. I don't know. If they don't, that's a huge business opportunity. I'm going to look it. right now. They got Plank, it. Plank, cell phone, case, Ed, 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 Eddie. Oh, yeah, they do. That's smart. That's a layup. Yeah, smart stuff. Speaking of layups. Speaking of layups, I was actually going to do the draft first. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we weren't on the same page for our transitions there, but it's all that's good. Fine, that's fine. NFL draft just happened. It was pretty uneventful, I'd kind of say. A little bit. It, it, it depends. Tiny it was bit. more of the hardcore football fans draft. Yes. It was not made for like casual fans to watch on TV. I actually wasn't able to watch because we were at the Morgan Wallen concert. We were in Wisconsin. Okay. Did you watch it? You were there. I Shit. was there, yeah. yeah. How did it go? right there. It was good. Um, a lot of people. Yep. Very hot. Yep. Very fun. I think there was about 100,000 people in a, all packed into one parking lot. And... The biggest problem was it was 90 degrees on asphalt, and we were standing in one spot for like four hours. Ugh. There was just like no chairs or stools or anything around there. No, like they weren't like even blasting like water, like misting water. They had a there. little bit of that, but not a ton of that, which was, I was, I wasn't even that hot. Yeah. It was just standing was what really yeah. put me in. There's, and there's, here's what, and the worst part is, it's like you're on a treadmill and you're kind of just watching the timer the whole time. Like yes. with an event like that, when you yes. see the timer, it just goes way longer just because you can't help but like look at the timer and kind of like count down until you can leave. Right. And we were kind of like s- settled in for like an hour before the draft. Oh, yeah. Because you wanted like decent spots. Yeah, decent spot. We didn't have a great spot, but we had a, like a TV we could watch. And we we're like, all right, well, our feet are tired, so we'll just leave after the Vikings 12th pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then obviously when the 12th pick came around, they traded the pick. Oh. We we're just like, fuck this. Did you stay till then till later, too? No, because they picked 32nd. We just went to some restaurant and sat down. That's smart. It was the best chair I've ever sat in, though. When I oh, sat my down. God. I can imagine. My puppies were barking. Oh, yeah. Hard. Get those dogs under control. What were the biggest surprises of the draft for you? I think Stingley going early. Before yeah. Sauce was big because they were thinking that Stingley would be going down to 12, maybe. From but. what I like read, Sauce was kind of considered like the best pure player in the draft, right? Yeah. But then Stingley just had a really good 40 time and I think just jumped ahead a little bit. You think that, like, impacts it? Mm-hmm. And plus, he's got better competition than Sauce. Yeah. And I think later in the draft, the Belichick pick was obviously surprising, mm-hmm. taking that lineman and then Sean McVay threw shade at him. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was really funny. Yeah. They're just, like, watching the draft. Is like, Belichick 
a good GM. I think we always give them credit, but it feels like their first round picks, at least, they do not do well. So I think they're not good at drafting, but I think they're good at getting the most out of their players. Yeah, and then or finding guys like on the streets mm-hmm. or late round stuff like that. And he's he's also really good at getting rid of players right before they like at their peak. Peak down, yeah. Yeah, he's good at that part, and that is a big part of being a GM. He has, like, no emotional attachment or whatever. But I just feel like first-round picks, I don't know the last time they hit on a first-round pick. (sighs) Nikhil Harry was supposed to be that guy. He still could be that guy. He still could be that guy, I guess, but I'm not holding my breath. I was very high on Nikhil Harry. Are you? Are you (laughs) still high on him? I'm still high on On, Nikhil Harry. (laughs) On Nikhil Harry? (laughs) Is that a good strain? Well, I was in Vegas, so (laughs) everyone was talking about Nikhil Harry. Yeah, we were by Patriots fans. Is that the shop across the street? Yeah, it was the shop, the NFL shop, the NFL shop. (laughs) Who do you think won the draft? Like overall, fucking Jets had a really good draft. They did. I keep (laughs) I keep hearing that from people too. Yeah, they had a nice draft. Um, but don't the Jets always kind of have a decent draft? Yeah, it seems like that. But maybe this is when they turn. Uh, jet pun, jet pun, airplane pun. Turn when a they corner, turn a corner, turn the uh, turn the. Engines. When they reach the next level, maybe uh, when they ascend. There you go. Yeah. Okay. When they ascend, because they haven't made the playoffs in what ten years? I don't think since Sanchez. Oof does. I don't or, think at least off since the top Rex of my head. Ryan, I think. Yeah, Sanchez. The Sanchez Rex Ryan. He Here, has Sanchez's tattooed on his wife or whatever. That's a weird move. Um. Yeah, I would say the Jets won the draft. Had a really nice. Lions had a nice draft. Um, I like the Ravens draft. I like the Ravens draft a lot, too. Yeah. I thought they were... Nice. I know Lamar's kind of peeved about losing Hollywood Brown, but I don't think Hollywood Brown is irreplaceable by any means. No, he's very replaceable. I and, wouldn't sweat that too much. And I think with the way their offense is built, adding like more O-linemen is a good move. Mm-hmm. And that... that I don't know how to say his name. Go for right tackle. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't either. Yep. Sorry. Flash on the screen, maybe, or just Google it. Yeah, I'm an uncultured ass. Um, but he fits that Ravens offense perfectly. They, the Ravens big, draft big gophers kind of frequently because they have big, big bodies. They do. Yeah, they're big. They're like Midwest bred, tough. Yeah, good in the snow. Mm-hmm. Good in the snow, etc. Mm-hmm. Where basically the University of Minnesota is kind of turned into like a farm team for the Ravens because <laughs> that's where Max Williams went too, and uh, Bateman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? That's it. Pretty, but it's pretty much a farm team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who do you think lost the draft? Um, do you think your Vikings did well? Vikings did weird. They did do weird. They were kind of doing, everyone kind of thought they would do the opposite of what Spielman used to do. Spielman, the old GM, he was big on just accumulating as many picks, especially in the late rounds as possible. Yeah. And they kind of still followed that same model, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Yeah, it's like he didn't leave. Obviously, Questy has a type. He loves fast players. Yeah. Just like speed, speed, speed. So, which is, which will be interesting. The reincarnation of Al Davis. Pretty much. A little bit. That'll be interesting to see. He definitely has a style. Mm -hmm. Spielman was more like, let's pick the big name late. Like, I think if Spielman was drafting this year, they would have drafted Malik Willis like in the third. I think so too. Second round. Yeah. So, like, that was my biggest takeaway from that. Mm -hmm. I loved how they still ended up going with a DB. Zimmer never truly left the building. I know. I was fine with the second round. And then Lewis Seen, I'm fine with. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm content with that one. Yeah. I think the whole division kind of had an interesting draft. I think the Lions won the draft out of the whole division because the Packers, who knows what they're doing? I don't know. I think Christian Watson's a good pick. I think so too. Yeah. But I just think there's also the optics of it. 
Like there's the optics that they just keep drafting defense and kind of leaving Rodgers high and dry. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think like in a vacuum, that is the smart move. If you have Aaron Rodgers, you just want to load up on defense. Like I think in a vacuum, that's a smart move. What they should be doing is loading up on special teams. They should be. They should be drafting like long snappers. Long snappers. They should be gunners. drafting gunners. Yeah. They should be drafting holders. Whoever, whoever the guy who is next to the punter. What's that position called? Next to the punter. Like the one who like calls the snap or whatever. Oh, yeah. The up back or whatever. Yeah. They should be drafting one of them. Yeah. It's usually like a fullback or something. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. But they need to be drafting those guys. But Mm -hmm. apparently that's just not a smart drafting strategy. No, but I mean, it's what killed them this year. It is. It's what what continually kills them. Yeah. They just need to break the mold at this point. Mm -hmm. At what point do you stop like just doing what everyone else is doing and just say, hey, we actually know what our team needs is special teams. This is going to look fucking stupid, but we're going to draft <laughs> special teams guys first and second round. I don't think that's smart. It probably isn't. No. But if that's the one piece that's missing from your team, then why not just go for it? It'd be one thing if they lost like no offensive defensive players from the year before. They did. Yeah. Uh, but say like they were to returning. And this is again, hypothetical completely. They're returning the exact same team from last year. At that point, you do draft like special teams players first and second round, right? You, you can definitely consider it. Yeah, definitely third and fourth round. You consider it. But, Absolutely. But first and second, I think is a wild. I guess. Move. Yeah, it would be wild. But I want some team to have the guts to do it. Hey, win now, right? It is win later. Exactly. That, that is the ultimate win now situation. <laughs> drafting special teams in the first and second round. I would love to see it, but I know it'll never happen. Never have fucking happen. Yeah. Do you have an early pick for rookie of the year? Uh, I like Jordan Davis, defensive rookie of the year. Okay. I like him a lot. I think he's going to replace like Fletcher Cox. Be a do you think? Force do like you think that. a D tackle could win rookie of the year though? Well, if they get, I guess mm-hmm. the stats they get are just so different than like a linebacker or a D end even. Yeah, I mean. Linebacker is usually the the go to because they get sacks and everything. Linebacker or like rusher. a safety who just gets a lot of picks or an edge rusher too. Yeah, it's like that. I I I like Jordan Davis a lot. I think he's got the it factor. You think he's the next Aaron Donald type sitch? Yeah, I think easily. It'll be interesting to see. I think uh, the Eagles had a really good draft too. Mm-hmm. I think they are going all in on Jalen Hurts this year, just knowing that next year there's a ton of great quarterbacks coming out. Yeah, and they will draft one if if uh, I just blinked on his name. So do you think Jalen Hurts? Hurt, yeah. So do you think Jalen Hurts, if he has the same year as he did last year, do you think he's the Eagles quarterback next year? No, I think he's got to take a jump this year. I think that's why they went and got him another receiver with AJ Brown. I think that's why they keep boosting the O line and like loading up the defense. I think they're not in a win now mode, but they're in a you have this one year to prove you have this one year. Don't fuck it up mode. It's not window. It's a clock is ticking. Mode. It, it is clock. Yeah. They're in clock is ticking mode for sure. I think they have to at least make it to the divisional round of the playoffs for him to be the quarterback next year. Unless, Definitely. Yeah. Unless he like has a breakout like MVP type season. They just lose in the wild card for whatever reason. And this goes back to bad drafts and where the Eagles because they're shopping Jalen Rieger now. That's the rumor that they want to trade. That's not surprising. And they had Justin Jefferson right there. They want smack dab in the middle so like just think of that if jefferson was on that eagles team with jalen hurts they yeah. probably get aj brown then too they, i don't think they would have either yeah i think yeah they're making kind of like desperation moves to like make up for what they've done the one thing i will say the eagles i feel like do this really well and i don't think a lot of teams do this well is they're not afraid of like the sunk cost fallacy like they did it with carson wentz like the second they found out oh he's not the guy they just got rid of him they didn't worry about all the money and all the time they've invested in him sure they just got rid of him and now if they're doing that with jalen rieger it's like 
hey, we took a first round pick. It's bad optics to trade a first round pick two years later, but right. we're just going to do it. Yeah. I think a lot of teams get caught up in the sunk cost yeah. factor. It's like, oh, it's given one more year. Yeah. Like, like the Titans with Tannehill or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Tannehill's on the Eagles to be gonzo. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that does separate GMs sometimes. Right. But that's just my opinion. And you can make a turnaround pretty quick. I mean, going back to the Eagles again, like they had Chip Kelly in what, 2013? Mm hmm. I mean, they weren't looking that great. They yeah. Got, they got him. And they, play. like, transferred their whole identity under Chip Kelly. They yeah. had been gunning for him. They, like, for, like, two years, I feel like, they were really trying to get him out of Oregon. And they, like, wouldn't take no for an answer until they finally got him. Mm -hmm. Then a few years later, it doesn't work, and they just cut costs. Right. And then four years later, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, you can turn that thing around really quick. Yeah. They're definitely, if you look at an NFL team, like, running a business, they're better at pivoting than a lot of the businesses in there. Right. Like when was the last time the Cowboys pivoted? Yeah, that's true. Like they just held on to Jason Garrett for way too yeah, long. Yeah. The Cowboys, I think are probably the worst at this. Yeah. And I would even argue they've held on to Dak for too long. Ooh. I don't, I think Dak is lower top 10. I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. Top 11. Top 11. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I'd have to get the number. I'd have to break the papers out, <laughs> stuff like that. But like, I mean, Zeke, how long have they held on to Zeke? Yeah. When's the last time Zeke did anything? And Tony Pollard's right now a better running back than Zeke. Yeah, and Zeke eats up probably like a two percent of their salary cap, if not more. He eats up. A yeah, lot. he he does do that. <laughs> I mean, Zeke hasn't done anything since he jumped in the Salvation Army pot. <laughs> That's the one like lasting memory I have of Ezekiel Elliott is he jumped in the Salvation Army pot. I think that was his rookie year when he did that. Uh, I think it might have been second. I forget what. But he's just long story short, he hasn't been relevant since his holdout. That's true because like he had a great rookie year and then he's just kind of steady decline. Very Since steadily that, declined. Yeah. It's like he used all the tread on his tires in one year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, th I honestly think he did. Because, yeah, Tony Pollard is a much better running back. I would never, I don't think I would ever take Zeke in fantasy again unless it was like third or fourth round. And the, still there. And the Cowboys always have a, a good offensive line. It's not like it's a Saquon Barkley situation. Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> you're just screwed regardless. Right. Just imagine if Zeke was on a worse team. Like, I don't know. I think, I bet he's off the, I mean, knowing the Cowboys, he probably won't be, but I would have traded him two years ago if I were them, like when the value is high, but. It's hard to trade as running back though, too. Especially with that contract. Yeah. No chance. It's the hardest thing. They say it's the hardest thing to do in sports. They do? I don't know. <laughs> are we just starting rumors now? <laughs> well, they, I didn't say who is they. They isn't us. They isn't us. That's what we said. That's the quote for this episode. It's the hardest thing to do in sports is trade a running back. <laughs> it's fucking hard. Dude. It's rule number one as a GM. <laughs> it's hard to even get a fourth round pick for that. Pretty much. Uh, let's talk a little NBA. Ba -ba -boom, ba -boom, an NBA. Is that the theme song? It's my theme song. That's your theme song for it? I mm -hmm. like it. Uh, series last night, the two games that were played were the Sixers versus Heat, Mavericks versus Suns. Um, nothing has really changed in the series. The Sixers are now 0-2. Embiid is missed very badly for them. Mm -hmm. Their entire identity is based around Joel Embiid and the fact that he's out right now. Their personality trait is Joel Embiid. Exactly. They're yeah. that's like the all, all they talk about. It's probably like in their Instagram bio. I would bet money Joel Embiid is somewhere in one of their social media <laughs> we bios. Have, we have Joel Embiid. We have jo the team with Joel Embiid. <laughs> but he's got to come back for game three. I don't know if he has to do a mask or whatever. And it just sucks because he's had bad injury yeah, luck. He broke his fucking face. Yeah. An orbital <laughs> fracture and a mild concussion. Oh my how do you God. get that in basketball? Especially when you're one of the bigger guys. Like, how high is there? Like, is there like a highlight of it? Or is it I don't like, think we know when it happens. Really? Yeah. Doesn't drink enough milk. 
apparently not, but they he needs to come back in a mask. And it's weird because this team is not typically what a Daryl Morey team looks like. They're usually very like three point centric. But besides Harden, no one on this team can shoot that well. Uh oh. And it's showing. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah. The Heat are a deep team too. The Heat are really good. Tyler Hero just won sixth man of the year. Congratulations. Friend of the program, hopefully soon, I hope. Yeah. He's the Jack Harlow of the NBA. He is. Big week for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> we got Jack Harlow dropping an album. He's got a song on it called Dua Lipa. Ooh. Did you see that? Is is the baby on it? I wish, but I don't think so. Oh. His only features are Drake, Lil Wayne, and Justin Timberlake. Oh wow. Who's the rapper that had no features that they always talk? J. Cole. J. Cole. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. started doing them now though. Oh, what a sellout. I know. He also just said, he's like, I'm really going to leave rap and not work with anybody. But yeah, he does have fans that call him a sellout still, which I think is really funny. That's like our one argument point is that you're the guy who doesn't do features. <laughs> right. As if that makes you a better rapper. Like, oh yeah, I don't work. I work alone. It's respectable, but that's hard to fucking maintain. Yeah, absolutely. It just doesn't seem as fun either. It's just not as interesting. Right. I think we're just so oversaturated in hip hop that we want like, with DJ Khaled era, you just want like five rappers on a song. It is fucking tight though when it happens. Oh yeah, and it, when it works well, mm-hmm. like those that stretch that DJ Khaled had with like "I'm the One" and "No Brainer" and stuff like that. Those work out. They work out really well. Or like Young Thug doing like Floyd Mayweather like, mm-hmm. off his album. That was that was pretty tight. Yeah, I I enjoy. It's just a cool thing in music. I wish more genres had more features. I think country is kind of starting to do it a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, I think rock is kind of the only one that really doesn't do it. Yeah, where you just have to be purely on your album because now, like, pretty much every pop song has a feature. Oh yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it'd be tight if Coldplay and Imagine Dragons did a song together. That I would th- be all over the radio. I think I'd crash my car. I think I think I'd just stay in my car. What would be the worst possible combination of two artists for a song? Um, like in your personal taste. Oh God fucking who sings soul says train train <laughs> and maybe fallout boy that would kind of suck that would be a rough one that'd be a sad song but the radio would eat that up or train and pharrell i'm not crazy about pharrell either i just hate the song happy i got way too overplayed yeah was that the song he made for the minions movie yes oh i was so tired of that song <laughs> that is a rough one. I think for me, it would be Imagine Dragons featuring who is. Uh, I want to throw a hip hop artist in there. I'm trying to think of a hip hop artist I do not care for. Imagine Dragons hip hop. Imagine Dragons featuring Macklemore. I'm not crazy about Macklemore. That probably that would be the whitest fucking song. <laughs> that would quite literally be the whitest song on the face of the earth. That that song would be like called like not getting pulled over by the cops <laughs> or, or like something like that. That song would be called like Saturday beach cleanup day or something ridiculous. And it would, to think of one. Yeah, but it would, that would be bad. Um, Mavericks versus Suns. Chris Paul is him. I'm is declaring him. Chris Paul is him. He had 28 points on 11 for 16 shooting. Last night, he just like looks like he's mastered the game of basketball in this series. Yeah, he's always picking his spots. He's always just picking on a certain defender. Mm-hmm. And Devin Booker hasn't been like spectacular this series, but Chris Paul is pretty much carrying them. So is Devin Booker just missing a lot of shots, or just yeah, not as not as like efficient as he usually is, stuff like that. Not just not as much of a factor, but he doesn't really need to be because the. Suns are winning these games pretty handily. Sure. Chris Paul is like orchestrating I mean, it perfectly. I feel like this happened last year with Booker in the finals. Like he just didn't really have that great of games at some point. Yeah. Like, I think he gets a ton of defensive attention. And I think that helps Chris Paul a lot. Right. 
Yeah. Because Chris Ball, he's played with great players, but I don't think he's played with someone like in their prime. I guess Harden, but does Harden really attract the same amount of attention? Because Harden doesn't move without the ball, really. <laughs> he stays in one spot. He does. Just yeah, just stands there. Booker like actually will move around like when he doesn't have the ball. And, and shoot that, more like, mid range than Harden. Yeah, Harden yeah. just stands behind the three point line and either takes a three or just drives it and gets a foul. <laughs> See, so boring, Harden. I he, hate him. He's rough, dude. I hate watching him. I think that's why no one feels bad that he's struggling right now. Because even when he was like great, like he wouldn't. MV- he's two time MVP, I believe. Don't know. I think he's a two time MVP, but no one really cheered for him ever. <laughs> right, because he's he's awful to watch and he slows down the game. And- slows it down. He's just always at. He gets like all his points at the free throw line mm-hmm. and. He's, he doesn't like ever pass. If he gets the ball, you just know, all right, this possession, he's going to shoot it. Yeah. He actually is really good at passing when he does, though. He's like one of the better like facilitators in the league, Yeah, which is why I think if the Sixers can get Embiid back, they have a chance because that is a good fit. Mm-hmm. Like Harden as like the second or third option of a team is a really damn good second or third option. Oh, for sure. But he like, just wasn't built to be a first option. No, you can't build a team around him. He's like that role player. Yeah. He's like one of the best role players you can get. He's probably one of the best role players of all time. I'd say so. A two-time MVP. If he does end up like taking on the role of a role player. If like he can like win a championship or so. So when when we say role player, we mean you know you know what they say, Batman or Robin. So we're talking about the the Robin. I don't that's a that's a good point. How do you define a role player versus a superstar? Because I've I've said, I think on this podcast before, I've said I think Kawhi Leonard is the best role player of all or best system player of all time Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a it's a very weird thing to quantify but i think we all kind of understand like what a role player is versus like a leader you know when you see it yeah Yeah. but i don't know what the actual qualification is maybe they're just not the number one option maybe that's just a role player so the robin i guess but you could even be the alfred and be a role player (laughs) you could even be the bat girl the bad girl. You could even be whoever fucking Joseph Gordon Levi was in the fucking. <laughs> it was Robin. Was he? Yeah. That's right at the end. That was so stupid. I kind of like that. I was hoping a sequel, but whatever. Yeah, I was. I thought that was so dumb. I thought that was such a like fan service cop out thing. Well, you never know. I guess maybe I'm just I'm more of a Batman fan than you. No, I haven't actually seen the new Batman yet, so you might. So yeah, you definitely <laughs> like the best Batman movie out in the last ten years. You haven't spoilers. Seen it. Don't tell me that. Oh, sorry. You wanted to go in with an open mind? Yes. It's on HBO now. You have like one day left before I start spoiling it. <laughs> oh, no. You've had plenty of time. Um, But back to the Mavs and Suns. How do you feel about Luka? Because he's playing. he plays really well in the playoffs, but he's just his team is not winning the playoffs ever. Probably just needs more time. You think? Yeah. He's only 23. Right. He's got plenty of time. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I mean, it took Dirk forever to win a title. Yeah. I don't know if you've watched him play too much, but I'm also not crazy about how he plays. He just plays so slow. Yeah. He definitely is like the next reincarnation of Larry Bird. Mm -hmm. Like they play very similarly, but it's just so slow. It just seems so unathletic. I don't get. He's one of those guys where you watch and you're like, when you're watching on TV, you're just like, how do people not stop him? (laughs) Yeah. But then like, you actually like understand like there's like artistry to his moves. And like, when you listen to other players talk about him, that's usually where I defer to is how do other players talk about him? Sure. And everyone says Luke is a great player and he's like, got next. So I'm just going to take their word for it, but I just don't understand how they don't stop him. He just is so slow out there by the looks of it. And he seems pretty clutch overall too. Oh, he He gets a lot of buzzer beaters. Yeah. He's got the clutch. He's an all time Already, he's an all-time like playoff performer in terms of his stats. Right. So I, I think he just needs more time and maybe another. They gotta get another player. Another there. player. Yeah. The Kristaps experiment did not work out yeah. at all. I thought it would. I was, I was 
pretty I was very that, yeah I was too I thought they were gonna take the next step mm-hmm, but obviously that's not working they just need somebody else yeah Zion could be Zion could be maybe Donovan Mitchell or something Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. might be I think Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert is gonna be mo- moving this offseason so yeah or LeBron you know bring LeBron to Dallas I don't think LeBron would hate that honestly <laughs> LeBron said in an interview once that Luca he thinks Luca's the next him <laughs> I hate that. Why? I don't know why that bothers me. He said he said Luca was. You the are first. not him. You are not him. You are not him. But he said Luca was the first athlete he wanted to sign to like his shoe deal because he's starting his own thing like Jordan, where he's like starting to sign athletes. Oh. And he said Luca was the first one he wanted to sign, but someone else got him. So I don't think LeBron has an athlete right now. LeBron so. could be lying though too. He he could be. You're right. <laughs> he he did say it in a podcast, so you never never truly know. I also just love how de- desperate LeBron is being on Twitter right now. Did you see him tweet at JJ Redick the other day? What did he say? He tweeted like, man, like, in, I'm doing my best LeBron James Twitter impression here. Like, man, oh man, JJ Redick sure can talk ball. Appreciate seeing the legend go to work on ESPN. And then JJ said like, nah, man, you're the legend. Appreciate it. And then he, LeBron responded like, like, sheesh. I also hear you got a podcast. Might have to hop on that one soon oh too. He He's was- just so desperate right now. He yeah. doesn't know what to do with free time. Yeah, I, he needs a hobby. He does. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't have Space Jam this year. He doesn't have, <laughs> have Blaze Pizza to work on. He's got to find like something else. Maybe, maybe he should pick up golf or oh, something yeah. like that. I think golf would be perfect for him. I think it would be weird to be that tall and play golf. I mean, there's... I mean, would, Jared obviously, Smith. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Jared Smith's shorter, but... He a, has learned... 6'4", 6'5". Yeah. That's true, and he could definitely play it. I just... I wonder if LeBron is humble enough to pick up a new sport and be a beginner at it at this point. Oh yeah. Like when you're not. that when you're that great at like one thing, that's gotta be tough to go pick up something else and try it out. Or you go gamble like Jordan. He should. He or just do what Drake's doing and play the video like the video roulette thing that Drake's super into. Have you seen those? I have not seen that. On his Instagram story, like every night now he's playing video roulette because he like bought stake in like some overseas gambling company. Oh, okay. it's like literally overseas. It's called I think it's called stake, honestly. <laughs> but and he'll like post pictures like where he's courtside at the Raptors game with his laptop playing video roulette. Oh, my God. And he's like, and he'll, his captions always just be cheeky shit like had to get a few spins in. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, God. you know, I had to you know, I had to go out with six when he's playing roulette. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so, it's so bad. And like you see, like his account balance is literally like five million dollars. <laughs> it's so absurd. He's put like one dollar on six. Yeah, he probably just hits and spin. Yeah. It's so weird. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm guessing he just bought steak in this company. And he's, and just, he's just promoting it. Yeah, but it's literally like every night he's playing video. It's always video roulette. I don't get it. He's like an old grandpa. And it's Yeah, it's not even like a live thing. It's literally just like a fake. Like the person on it is fake who's like spinning the wheel. Yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. Good Lord. I don't get it. Well, maybe LeBron can do that. Yeah, he should try, honestly. <laughs> Uh, right now, I think the Suns are my finals pick to win it all. I think they're really good. I would say Heat. The Heat. I, I think it'll be Heat Suns. Ooh, that's hot. That would be a hot. That would be a very hot finals. <laughs> all those reporters have to pack shorts. Oof. Heat and Suns. Yeah. But that's also such a cop out because those are the only two 2-0 two and o teams in this round right now. What's, hot, what's hotter, Heat or the Sun? The Sun. But that's a good question because <laughs> Heat is actual Heat. Right. And hot is the amount of Heat something has. Correct. Interesting. He could be infinite. The sun is it's hot. The sun is finite. It, finite. Right. I mean, they could probably measure the temperature of the sun. Obviously, it's gonna be very warm. 
But Heat is, yeah, I think Heat wins. I do too. Mm-hmm. In six. <laughs> yeah, Heat six. Yeah. Uh, we'll cruise through these last two games. Bucks versus Celtics. Very much like a true chess match. Like the teams are very smart, very well coached, and they're adjusting to each other very well. I think the Bucks will still win this series. I don't think the Celtics are there yet, although Jason Tatum is becoming that guy. Yeah. Slowly but surely. And it's the interesting adjustment they've made is in game one, they double teamed Giannis and the Celtics got eaten apart that way. This last game, they just let Al Horford guard Giannis straight up. And I thought Al Horford was done. I honestly didn't even know he was on the Celtics again. Mm-hmm. But he did a really good job guarding Giannis two nights ago. So I'd probably stick with that, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because they're kind of letting Giannis just like get his and just trying to shut down everyone else in on the supporting cast. That's actually working pretty well. Yeah, I'd say go with that. And then you got to hope the series goes six or seven games. And, and just get it back in Boston. And Giannis gets tired. Because he is getting, legs. yeah, he's getting exhausted at the end of the games. On the end of the game two, he was just gassed. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. I wonder if that's a strategy more and more teams like employ, just like letting the main guy get his and then just shutting down the defenders. Cause that's what the bucks did to Kevin Durant in that game seven last year. Mm-hmm. That's why Kevin Durant got like 50 or whatever he did. Cause they let him get his and they just focus on shutting down the other guys. Right. And it, and it forces the offense to just do ISO ball. Yeah. it slow the game down. You don't get as many possessions. And then you hope they just get dead legs or dead arms. Yeah, because that's what happened to Durant. He got exhausted at the end of that game seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good strategy overall. I do too. I think everyone's so focused on just shutting down the star because, they're, again, it's like the optics of it kind of like, oh, you really let Giannis go for 40. Right. But if Giannis goes for 40 and you lose. And then- they, you don't want Middleton just being wide open on the three-pointer. Yeah, You're exactly. sliced up. But if, you, but if you just let, obviously, this is a math game, just let Giannis drive get two instead of three. Yeah, it is a very weird thing, but mm-hmm. I think it like it's almost like oversimplification, but I think it works. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Last game series: Warriors versus Grizzlies. You know what? I don't understand why Ja gets criticized for showmanship so much when the other side of the court, Steph does it so much, and he never gets. He does it when about. the shots up in the air. He'll do that. Do you remember in the finals? He literally like pretended to take a shit on the court that one year. I kind of remember that. No one talked about it. Steph has a weird thing. Like he just me, loved. Mita just loves him a lot. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not entirely sure why. Maybe I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's so nice to them. He always gives like good quotes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of like who the media chooses to like. Like who's open and available to them. Right. Because if like Harden was doing that. Oh my God! Imagine if Harden was like hitting the gritty after a shot like Jada he would get he would be out of the league they would they would have dug up some dirt on him by now they would have like sent people to follow him to strip clubs and film him right and then Steph parading his kids early in his career helped him with his yeah age. he's always been like the family guy I think he's easier for like the entire league to wrap their arms around Ja has like the weird color hair and I think stuff like that kind of turns off some people. And then like Steph's obviously a great face for the league compared to Harden, who goes to a strip club every night. Yeah, I think that is a big part of it. I think mm. so. I think the just moral of the story is get a family early on, and then you can just do whatever the fuck you want yeah, on the court. Bring your two year old to the podium. Yeah, even though the, the, even though like the child was like objectively a distraction to the media. Yeah, like he was like the child was like going around like pulling on stuff. Steph couldn't answer is, any questions. It's like you can write, but that's a story. You can write to yeah, exactly. You can write to that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I just I've never understood how Steph gets away with so much because yeah, he'll turn around mid shot and like point at someone in the crowd. He'll pretend to take a shit on the court. <laughs> he'll 
like he'll dance too. Like he does literally the exact same stuff Ja was doing. Right. And just crickets. Sports to me is just weird. It is. It's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's the most like biased thing in the world. And we just are okay with it. Right. Because it's like such a local thing. It's all these like local medias going against each other. It's just like a bad local high schools. Yeah, that's all it is. It's it. just high school newspapers going at it, basically. <laughs> that is terribly all it is. Who averaged one point in JV. Yeah, the Skip Baylesses of the world, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of local teams. Uh, so we mentioned LeBron mentioned this earlier. LeBron pointed out that Ja Morant is coming into his own in this league, <laughs> so I'd like to thank LeBron for pointing that out because I checked it out, and Ja dropped 47 that night, so that was very wow. impressive. Good find by LeBron. LeBron, he might, well, his, his hobby could be scouting. Maybe it is. There you go. He's like been just playing 2K doing scouting mode or whatever. Well, he does. He said he watches every game possible, right? He says he watches every single playoff game. He does not miss a single one. <laughs> I thought it was every regular season game, too. And he said that at one point, but he, oh, he he's mentioned again. the two times he's been in the like missed the playoffs in the last few years. He said, trust me, I have not missed a single <laughs> game of hoops. Trust me. <laughs> when you say trust me, that means you're lying. Yeah. No one ever says trust me. <laughs> it's like there's this one kid in my high school who would lie constantly and he would always finish it off with why would I lie about that? And that was the dead giveaway that he was lying. It's, Le- it's exactly what LeBron's doing. <laughs> trust me believe me <laughs> believe me <laughs> oh but uh yeah this series is tied right now i honestly don't know which way it's gonna go because draymond is kind of an x factor he was injured last game so he couldn't go and he was he got like kicked out of the first game he, he, he bloodied his finger it sounded like he did bloody his finger i don't know where i stand on draymond i I, I really every time he's off the court like doing interviews or on like inside the nba i really like him but then he just does shit on the court that makes me so mad it's like he turns on a different switch when he gets. And I think that's part of like his edge or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the and again, I'm just going to trusting the players. The players all love Draymond. There's not a single player out there that doesn't like Draymond. There's players out there who hate Patrick Beverly. There's players who hate James Harden. Everybody loves Draymond. So I'm just going with the fact that he must be a good guy, even though he's kicked dudes in the groin. He pokes like he's poked four people in the eyes now. <laughs> that's not an accident, is it? That's two sets of eyeballs. No, that's. No, he's poked four separate people in the eyes. Yeah, two, two two total sets of eyeballs. Oh, gotcha. One eye each. Yeah. There's been a few times, though, he's gotten two. Where, like, Jokic, he got both oh, of them. Oh, damn. So, like, yeah. two and a half. Yeah, and that just can't be an accident. I know he plays aggressively, mm-hmm. but at some point, he's, like, literally hurting people. Right. And everyone's like, fuck yeah, Draymond. Yeah, he's got that dog in him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get to get off the court. Yeah. Yeah, Draymond's a classic example of, like, could have played on any era if he wanted to. Like, yes. 80s basketball or whatever. Yeah, I'll never forget the fact that someone on Twitter, though, said he shoots like he's wearing a backpack. <laughs> that's the best tweet that's ever come out of NBA Twitter. That and the one about Jokic, where every time he shoots, he looks like he's putting the cookie jar back on the fridge. <laughs> Maybe he should shoot with a backpack. Probably balance off his shot more. Pretty much. He's actually gotten better at shooting. After KD left those first few years, he was horrendous at shooting. Yeah, they'd like leave him wide open on the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now he's like getting his shot back, mm-hmm. which is good to see. I think I stand that I like Draymond, but there are times too. where it just pisses me off. And he'll definitely replace like Chuck on inside the NBA. Yep, I think be. I think that's exactly what he's being built for because I think Chuck's just doing next year and then he's done. Yeah, so I think that's that'll probably be the case, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I think that'll be a perfect like fit in. Mm-hmm. Hearing it'll be nice to have someone that Shaq can no longer belittle about not having rings. Yeah, because that's Shaq's that's only comeback ever. Three rings, Chuck. 
That's, that's all he could ever say. Shaq mm-hmm. is, he's such a dick in that regard. I love Shaq, but he, whenever he's losing an argument, he just brings up championships. It's yeah, yeah. so childish. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Shaq gets angry pretty easy on that show. He does. But I guess like he, it's hard to not like feel like you're being attacked when you grow up that big. Right. I think you kind of always feel like you have a target on your back a little bit. He is a, he's like seven feet tall. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> he stands out. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I still want to go to a DJ Diesel show. That'd be cool. That is one of my bucket list things is to take a picture with Shaq. So I want to see where I stack up next to him. <laughs> I want to see how big he really is. He's a tall boy. I would also accept Yao Ming. <laughs> Yao Ming, I think, is taller than Shaq. Yao Ming's like noticeably taller than Shaq. Yeah. I think Yao Ming would be cooler. Yeah. I just don't know if Yao Ming will be as realistic as Shaq. Well, if you go to China, he'll probably be there. He wouldn't be hard. He wouldn't be hard to miss. That's true. Uh, should we talk a little derby? Should we talk derby to me? Mm, let's talk ponies. Let's talk ponies. Uh, do you, does anyone have any strategy for picking Kentucky Derby besides just names? So I hear the, the safest bet. I heard this a while ago. The safest bet you can possibly do in any sort of sports betting is having the favored horse uh, go top three. I think they call it the show. Really? That is the safest bet you can possibly do. That's interesting. I, now I got to pull up mm-hmm. the ponies or whatever. So top three and the. I think it's to show. I think that's the terminology. Okay. Yep. That look. That looks exactly exactly what it is. Uh, the favorite right now is Epicenter minus one fifty. So I put Epicenter to show. Okay. Yeah. And you think that's the safest bet you can do in sports? That's what they say. Interesting. They, they had like a mathematician break it down, and that was the safest bet in sports. Is that like a sports science episode or something, something like, like that? that? I don't know. Interesting. When you well, I don't thing is I just enjoy like high payouts a lot more. So I will place that bet just because it is the safest. In fact, I will do that right now. Ooh. But. Um, do you pick I do you pick an outright winner usually too? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just pick a name I like. 100%. Or just like it feels like the Kentucky Derby has 10 hours of pregame for a 2-minute race. It's not even 2 minutes. It's like 90 seconds, isn't it? Well, they call it the most exciting 2 minutes in sports. Oh, do they? You're right. Last time we were it was a Kentucky Derby. I was in Nashville with my family and we were drinking like all day and I remember oh, That's so cool, dude. <sighs> that sound cocky (laughs) i feel bad i feel bad now but i just i'm setting the stage okay and we were like placing bets or whatever and we're like we built our whole day around we were gonna watch this thing and then (laughs) we built our entire personality (laughs) we built our entire personality that we were gonna watch the kentucky derby in nashville in 2021 and we totally like missed the race just because like the 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 bartenders were changing the tv to find it and by the time it like they got to it was over they always have such an awkward timing with the derby because it's yeah it just goes off like a random time i don't think there's like an actual just like kickoff but, but there's a lot of build-up to it too though You'd kind yeah of, all the like previous races and then they throw them in the gates and then all of a sudden they're off yeah they, there's they're no off. they should give like a two-minute warning or something like that or just a like a timer almost they should just yeah they should just say like hey the race starts at 5 p.m central sharp Right. I think it's like usually four or three in the clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not like at a normal like prime time thing. I think it was like 323 or something when mm-hmm. it started last year. Yeah. And it's always on a Saturday too, which is weird. I think it, it should be a Sunday thing. Yeah, I agree. But it's also for the people there to drink and be rich. It's all, it is a very rich people event. God, isn't it? Just all the most ridiculous outfits. Everyone who like didn't go to the Met Gala gets yeah, to wear it their is, ridiculous outfits. It is a sports outfits. version of the Met Gala. Yeah, there's just big ass hats, weird ass colors, mint juleps. It's like the one event that like Tom Brady will go and like get drunk at. Yeah, I wonder. Well, I guess it's just the exclusivity. You're just surrounded by other rich people, so you're not like worried about people bugging you. Right. It's very cringe. And then it is. Yeah. I agree that Kentucky Derby is mid and cringe plus ratio. Yeah, I don't know. Tom Brady will be there. Bill Belichick will probably be there. 
who else? Robert Kraft will be there. Julian Edelman will probably be there. <laughs> the Patriots? Is that what we're going <laughs> yeah. for here? I feel like I always see those guys there, though. I know. They always yeah. make a big deal about it. I yeah. agree completely. I know Rodgers is always there. Wes Welker will be there. <laughs> yeah, Wes Welker. <laughs> Junior, uh, not him. <laughs> Juju? I was, I, I was going to say Junior Seau. I was just trying to name oh, other Patriots. He, Junior Seau will not be there. Matthew. Richard Seymour will be there. Yeah. Willis be there. McGinnis. <laughs> yeah, Willie McGinnis. Yeah, all those guys Troy will Brown. be there. Ed Reed for one year. He was yeah, on the Patriots maybe for Maybe Bledsoe. Who fucking knows? Could be. But yeah, for some reason, it does always feel like the Patriots are there. That's like their <laughs> one. Even like when they were at Dynasty, that was the one event they would get together for. Yeah. For some reason. They should have just had like their ring ceremony in the Kentucky Derby. They might as well have. I think Rodgers goes all the time, too. That seems like his thing. Yeah, I definitely. Kirk Cousins won't be there. Kirk will be too. Is he grinding? Juju. That'd be cool if Juju was there. I don't think it's Juju's type of thing. I know, but that's why it'd be cool. Surprise people a little mm. bit. What if like Antonio Brown showed up? Oh, he I would want to do a friendly wager that Antonio Brown's there. Yeah, I think he won't be. Do you think he will be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Hundred bucks. Yeah, thousand dollars. Yeah, I think we'll do that. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So, what horses are you picking? Who are your three favorites? I like I, I like Epicenter. You like Epicenter? That's the only okay. one I know of. <laughs> okay. I like. Do you want to run through the names? What's the most bizarre one? Yeah, we can go through some of these names, and you can just tell me. Who, I'll, I'll go through the names of the top 20 you just say like or don't like. Okay. Mo Donegal. Love it. You do? Okay. Summer is Tomorrow. That's a good one. Crown Pride. I like that one. Zandon. Zandon? <laughs> Z-A-N-D-O-N. That's a great one. Simplification. Simple, but good. I like it. Cyberknife. Oh. That's the best one. I think that's the that's best one. That's a good one, one yeah. Zozos. <laughs> Zozos. Contemporary yet elegant. I like it. Rattle and roll. Rattle and roll. Ooh, old school. Yeah. Rock, it rides a bit rocker. I like that one too. Happy Jack. Happy that's, Jack. That's my favorite horse to win it all. That's a very simple horse name. It just reminds me of Nelk, so I'm all in. It reminds me of Simple Jack from uh, Tropic Thunder, which I like. All right. So you're in. Smile Happy. No. <laughs> the first no. I honestly uh, thought you were going go with all yeses at this point. Yeah, I don't like that one. Charge it. Not really. Pioneer of Medina. Ooh. That's majestic. I like that one too. Yeah. Barber Road. Barber Road? What is the naming strategy? Because some I, of these are phrases. Some of these are just made up words. It's like a pet name. Is it? Yeah. Gotcha. Classic Causeway. Oh, I don't like that one. Ethereal Road. Ethereum? Ethereal Road. Close. <laughs> Should be a few years it'll be Ethereum Road. <laughs> no. Epicenter? Love it. Love it. Best one. Messier? Yeah. Tis the bomb. That's the best That's a one. Yeah. That's a sick one. I didn't see that one. If this is around Christmas time, I'd pick that one. <laughs> I get it. Taliba or Taiba. Uh, you, if you don't know how to say it, I don't like it. White Abario. That's a good one. Two more. Tawny Port. Two more Tommy, Tommy Port? No, two more, to, comma, Tawny Port. They put a comma in the name, huh? No. <laughs> so there's two more horses left. First horse is Tommy Port. That's a mouthful for a horse. <laughs> Rich Strike. <laughs> yeah, Dick Strike. I like it. Richard Strike. <laughs> all right. So you're betting on every single one of the ones you like? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably put all of them to show. You know, put it, get <laughs> top, a up. Top 18 finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The three Davis. That would be an insane payout, probably. Yeah, I'll probably just do Epicenter and then just 
flip a coin or whatever. I think I'm taking Happy Jack, and I think I'm going to do a little bit on Cyberknife and maybe some on Rich Strike. Whoever Mike Tirico gets bricked up for, I'll probably bet on. He does weirdly like the Kentucky Derby, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. That that dude's probably got the hardest job in sports, sitting there for nine hours of buildup, just talking about a 90-second horse race. Yeah, and then there's that one horse owner, right? Who always comes on. Or they'll interview jockeys, and they'll be like, this is so mean, but the jockeys will all be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, they're they are little people. They are. Yeah. But it's good. They have, like, something to do. Mm-hmm. They get their moment. I think, honestly, I think the jockeys are more talented than the horses. Oh, absolutely. They I have to, like, know. know when to hit the horses and stuff like that. Yeah. And just... you have to probably have a bond with the horse, too. Yeah, give them some hay before it. Maybe some steroids. Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah. Put a little steroids in the hay. Exactly. Drizzle it on. Mm. Steroids is a liquid, right? Um, it's, it's something you inject. Right. I think so. There I don't might think, be multiple ways to do it. I don't think there's a steroid pill. No. We'll have to ask DeAndre Hopkins next we time. We should take steroids. We should. I've thought about that. That'd be a funny like bit for a month. We just took steroids because we'd be like allowed to do that. There's no like law against steroids. Is there? I don't think so. I think you're totally legally allowed to take steroids. Huh? Because Rogan's admitted to doing HGH for a lot of his life. But he also probably has a doctor that. Well, yeah, I think it's tough to like get them. I don't know where I would go to get them. I don't think the boys at the YMCA I go to have steroids. We just put a feeler out. You know, yeah. steroids or. Yeah, if anyone's got steroids, DM us on this podcast. We'd like to learn more about it because I actually would try steroids for a month. Although I hear it makes you so <laughs> angry, and I don't do well when I'm angry. <laughs> what are you, the Hulk? A little bit, but <laughs> like the sad version. I'm the sulk. Yeah, a lot of hair pulling. Yeah, I just get anxious and stressed because I'm too nice to be angry about anything. Passive aggressive Hulk. <laughs> that would be the that's the reboot they need to do. The Hulk who's just passive aggressive and not brave enough to say anything. He turns green, but with, he turns green, but with envy because he didn't get the promotion he wanted. It's wearing like a tie. Yeah, he just goes to the bathroom and hits like a toilet paper roll or something like that. Goes home and punches his pillow. <laughs> He's like, he just shuts down in front of his wife. He just doesn't talk to her during yeah. dinner. <laughs> Screams in his car. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. All right, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Sorry about that. The only thing that suffers is that it is his relationship. <laughs> oh, that's a sad Hulk. That is a sad Hulk. Feel better, Bruce Banner. Yeah, sorry, Bruce. All right, our last topic of the day is one you actually came up with. Yes. You were watching, I think you said you were watching old NFL films and you were looking at some of the old face masks and accessories mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. And we just figured we'd go through the best accessories in sports and the worst accessories in sports. Yeah. So I'll go first. Best accessory. First one I have, and I love it, and I know boomers of the podcast will hate this, shooting sleeves in basketball. You love it? I have one. Mm. I was the guy who, like, when we played pickup games, I would put my shooting sleeve on. So is there a point to it, or it just looks sick? So I looked it up because people would argue that with me, like it doesn't do and anything. You come back right I did. Away. So apparently it helps with like muscle muscle compression. It keeps your muscle like looser and keeps the blood flowing in that arm better. So if it's your uh-huh. shooting arm, it keeps it like warm. And it also makes it so you're less sore because it moves the lactic acid around. So if you're shooting a shit ton, you're going to get sore. So apparently what it does is it'll keep that arm so you're not getting sore as much. Okay. And that's my Yahoo answer, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Do you think it helps you? No. God, no. I wouldn't know the difference either way. Yeah. It just looks sick, though. It does look sick. I think any... Now we're at the point where if an NBA player hat doesn't have one, it looks kind of weird. 
Like yeah. everyone has one now, except for I think Steph. I think Steph is the only like the best shooter doesn't have one. Yeah, <laughs> you think we would you? You think we would notice that? But I think every, literally everyone else has one. But then it, it could go up like a psychological thing with it. Too. I think it becomes that eventually. It's just because it's that old Deion Sanders quote: "Look good, feel good, feel good, play, play good, good, play good, pay good, pay I think, good, retire good, retire good, die good, pension good, pension good, <laughs> yeah, Medicare good." But I think it eventually just becomes a psychological thing, right? I think you have one good game wearing one. And you're like, I'm never taking this off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like a superstition type thing. Yep, hundred percent. A little stitches. Slightly. Um, another accessory I love is uh, face masks, but in basketball, like when they have a broken uh, nose or like what Joel and B might yeah. have to wear. LeBron like, did that. Yeah, he did. And how did it go for him? He did great, really well. Yeah, Kobe sure. did it once. Mm-hmm. D Wade's done it once. I just think Rip it, Hamilton. It gives, yeah, it just gives you that like cool, like there's that five game stretch because players always seem to play better or we just remember it more because they had the mask. <laughs> yeah. But they're always like, oh, like it'll be on Twitter five years later, like, oh, masked LeBron was something different or something <laughs> like that because it just looks cool. Right. Very intimidating. Yeah. It's like the the black mask is way cooler than like the clear mask. The clear one's so dorky. Yeah. It looks bad. Like the Rip Hamilton. Great shooter, great player, but he looked really dorky. Yeah. There's just no getting past it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, is it so when LeBron had it, did he like break his nose or something? I don't remember. I don't think he broke it. I think he just hurt it. Did he just fake an injury? <laughs> he got poked in the eye and got sad. <laughs> Fuck, Draymond Green's out here again. I gotta wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, yeah. mask LeBron, here he comes. Yeah, fucking mask off. I don't remember. I think he might have slightly broken it. Because Kobe wore it because he actually broke his nose. D Way broke it in the all-star game. Oh, okay. Uh I don't remember what LeBron's was. LeBron, he might have had a concussion or something. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it, it was something i don't think he broke his nose i think it was a weird like something else something happened like maybe he had a loose tooth or something like that <laughs> i think he was not getting enough attention yeah maybe he had just a zit on his face and he didn't, <laughs> he didn't want that that doesn't sound like lebron yeah um and then the last one for my best accessories visors in football oh, sick a dark visor i just created myself for my madden series i gave myself a dark <laughs> visor nothing better it's so sick Dude, how many quarterbacks wear a visor? Uh, Manziel did. That's the only one I really remember. I worked out. For I think RG three did as well. Didn't he? I think Lamar does. Lamar Jackson. Lamar does. Yeah, he has like the Oakley's like sunglasses one. Josh, no, Josh Allen doesn't. I feel like he has in like fan art because that's it's tough to tell because a lot of people just like Photoshop it onto their favorite quarterbacks for like fan art. Mm-hmm. We need like Kirk's got to wear one or like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, just a murder out black one would be. Sick. <laughs> I think. Deshaun Watson doesn't wear one, no, because he got poked in the eye that one time. That's true. He should, though. Yeah, I'm trying. There's got to be someone else who wears it. Does Baker wear one? I think Baker wears one. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that working out for him? It, is it? It might. There might be a correlation that only bad quarterbacks wear visors. Yeah. I mean, aside from Lamar, but. There's exceptions to the rule, but yeah, overall, probably doesn't help. You'd think it would, though. Especially at a, a dark one. Yeah. Because then the linebacker safeties can't see your eyes. That and like the sun or whatever, but maybe it just makes things tougher for you at the same time. Yeah. It could be like a two-way mirror thing they need. Yeah. Could be that. That'd be sick. <laughs> that would be dope. Although if that mirror breaks, your eyes are going to be screwed. Yeah. I think it definitely makes more sense for like a Lamar who like runs a lot. Yeah. Like a running quarterback. I don't think Kirk actually has any business wearing a visor. I think Vic did too back in the day. Vic did. Yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah, I don't think it's very popular right now. Now that I'm thinking of it. Maybe there's someone I'm missing for sure who yeah, definitely oh yeah. wears one. It's right under our nose. Yeah. It's right over our eyes. It's right. It's right in front of our, it's right in front of our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are your, what are your best accessories? Uh, the necro 
I love the neck. Oh yeah, neck pad. that's a good one. You know, fullbacks used to wear those like all the time. Like Lorenzo Neal used to wear one. Mm-hmm. I think Allstat used to wear one. I like it. I think it's a good look. It's very intimidating. I think only like special teams guys wear it now. Yeah, fullbacks. Well, the fullbacks there's only like three in the league. I know it's sad. Um, yeah, they just fullbacks and linebackers, but I always love the look. I do too. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, especially like when you would it would translate to like the NFL street games, or like NFL blitz, and they'd always be super exaggerated. Yeah, like the shoulder fans would be super high and yeah. stuff like that. I always thought that was really dope. That's the one I like. Um, I like it when I see like linemen wear like gloves and they cut off the fingers of the gloves. Do people do that? There's some that do. I know it used to be popular back in the day. That just seems so counterintuitive. It's so sick though. It is sick. Whenever people do things like tough, like when linemen will go out in really cold weather and like roll their sleeves up and shit like that, mm-hmm. it is definitely an intimidation thing. Yeah, and I feel I could see it. you might get a little better grip because then you might, you know, when you wear like football gloves, it's kind of loose. Like it end. probably does help. Like yeah, the burst off the line a little bit. You can like kind of dig your fingers in there and like burst. But fuck, during a cold game, that's gotta suck. Yeah, it's just your fingertips being cold. That would be worse than your whole hands being cold. I think. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I think it would, because then, like, it's there's just that weird psychological aspect of, oh, I if, if I didn't make this stupid decision, I could have warm fingertips right now. Or like, you, I should have just gone for it. When you when you get to the sideline, you got like ten little mittens for each digit. Yeah, you just throw out your little finger, your little finger condoms, and you're good to go. All right, I'm waiting. Thank God my grandma knitted these for me. Find some rookie. Hey, I gotta go back in. One at a time. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you can really take them all off at once. Yeah, just yeah, little finger mittens. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, what else do I like? I like uh, the when people spat their shoes. That's yeah, sick. that's very sick. I like doing that in Madden, especially. I did that one time when I played football. <laughs> Had no business doing it, but I like hurt my ankle during warm up. So I'm like, hey, can you spat me? And the guy's like, who are you? Are you on the team? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> But I only had him spat the one ankle that hurt because I didn't want to like use up all the tape. I'm like, I don't want to use up all your tape. Just do the one ankle. And that just even looked weirder. And people like noticed too. They're like, why are you spatted up right now? You're not going to play. It's like, I hurt my ankle, you dick. This is the one time I get to do this. It feels weird when you do it though. Yes. It's very like, you don't you take for granted how much like ankle mobility you have before you do it. Because like you're once you do straight. it, yeah, once you do it, you're like stuck at kind of like that 90 degree ankle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to play with. There was also the, for the homecoming game, our senior year, me and my bench warmer buddies decided to do face paint. And that was kind of cool. That's sick. It was fun. Did you make any designs? Uh, no, just we just classic. We just did it. But I did it too much. I got like down my like cheek. I was like borderline blackface almost oh boy it was yeah because i did it the first time like oh that's not even ah shit a little more there and i just eventually got down there so i had to like wipe it off but it's still smeared yeah yeah when i was in high school a lot of people that did that it would just smear all do you like the war paint or whatever yeah they put way too much on yeah well you just get nervous yeah i don't don't really i think yeah but they also Uh, just wanted to look cool it's overrated yeah i think it is that's a perfect transition, especially, to, especially when you do it, yeah, too much. Yeah, so that's a perfect transition to worst accessories. I don't think face paint's on worst accessories. I think only quarterbacks should really wear it because it's like meant to keep the sun out of your eyes. That's mm-hmm. like the design. But like Tom Brady, he only puts like a little bit on. He does like the stripe. Yeah, yeah it looks very like Hollywood. It, it looks like literally a look, quarterback. It looks like what Kurt Warner would have done in the Kurt Warner movie. Right. Yeah, it looks very like particular yeah like that like that's what hollywood thinks a quarterback does yes like he literally looks like he has a stencil that he puts on and like sprays it (laughs) i think that's what he does he might even just do this he doesn't do the stickers i think he actually paints it on i think he paints it on yeah yeah 
Um, worst accessories, QB wearing QB wearing gloves. I hate when a QB wears two gloves. Mm, I just I there's it. no way that can't affect a throw. Yeah. Like when Kurt Warner did it, when Teddy Bridgewater does it, Roethlisberger does it. There's no way that's not affecting their throwing. I could see in cold weather games it helping. Yeah. Or like rainy games that might help a little bit. But on a regular September game, I I don't I can't see it. Unless you're a scrambling quarterback, maybe. Yeah. That also is a factor with it. You're just trying not to get hit. But I feel I just feel like it would be impossible to wear a glove and throw a ball. It just feels like it would be so hard. It is different. But again, they're professional quarterbacks. And I was an eighth string wide receiver. So maybe we have different experiences throwing a football. <laughs> Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Um, and then the other one I had for worst accessories is they don't have too much of this these days, but the face masks that would have the bar go right I here love in that. the middle. Really? Yeah. It's so th- old school and cool. I see. I'm not, I'm not big on nostalgia like that. And I just think that just seems so unpractical. You can't like see everything. And I also just hate having something in my line of vision like that. Yeah, it's not I had bad. one of them. It's not as bad as you think. Long story short, I had one of them because I always got like the worst helmets because I sucked. Oh, yeah. It's like two sizes way too big for you. Yeah, but it's just like flopping around. I literally I went I played a whole my whole junior season with a helmet that was way too big for me. That what? would quite literally flop around. That is very dangerous. And I was just yeah, it's dangerous. And I was just too shy to ask for a better helmet. <laughs> I was like, this Let's is put just more air in it. Yeah, this is what I deserve. Yeah, I also don't like um. The helmets, I remember like OC Yor and like Justin Tuck would have like the waffle fried mm-hmm. design helmets that are just like a cage kind of. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about those. I get why they did it like for functionality. Like you're not going to get hit in the face ever, mm-hmm. but it just looked weird. Yeah. And it looks sick too. It was like a honeycomb type of uh, It just uh, looks like a mask. grill kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Put a steak on there. Pretty much. That's what I always thought. Mm-hmm. What about just a face mask? Just solid. Why don't they? Yeah. Why don't they do it? It's completely. I think, like, I think breathability. Oh, yeah, probably. Forgot about that. Although for COVID, that might have worked. They should have done that. Mm-hmm. They should have had the players actually wearing masks on the field. I thought that would have been hilarious. It's kind of like Minnesota high school sports. Where they had to play wear masks playing basketball that and stuff like that. So hard. To do. That would have been tough. Shout out to those athletes. That would have been really hard. But I would just love to see and like make it so like in the NFL, like if they had even lowered their mask, they get suspended for the whole season. Like make it really <laughs> tough rules just to see how frustrated they get. And then give them like the shitty paper masks <laughs> yeah. just to see how frustrated they would have gotten. Oh, I would have loved nothing more than to see like Jalen Ramsey freaking the fuck out. Cause he like, but, like he, he could always see his eyes mm-hmm. because he's just wearing a shitty paper mask. He just can't lower it to yell out <laughs> something on defense. Can't yell trash. Yeah. Yeah. He can't trash talk. He's like, what? I can't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> It's a little muffled. A little muffled there, yeah. Jalen. What do you think the worst accessories are? I don't like the thin armbands. The like shooting sleeves? No, like the thin Oh, the random super ones. Super thin ones. I don't like those either. I don't get it. I think it's just that ones those ones are meant to keep sweat from your like shooting hand or like But like in the NFL you'll see it too. Like Yeah, I think it's just to keep your hands dry. But like you know, they're super thin and they'll put it on their forearm or and like they just look like they hurt. Yeah, I don't get those. They look like they're just tight on you. I, I agree. I don't like those either. It's like it's it's pretty much just still a cool thing. Exactly. I think it helps make your muscles look bigger too. Mm-hmm. It is sick, but I just don't get it. Yeah. Maybe I do like it. <laughs> I know. That's I'm I'm coming <laughs> to that realization with a lot of these too. I would just go shooting sleeve if I were them. Yeah, it does look good. In the I end. got one. I'm in the market of selling. If they if anyone is interested. The thing about the NFL, instead of a shooting sleeve, you just wear a long sleeve. Yeah, but my shooting sleeve has like an elbow pad on it too. So if I ever and I, there's been times where I've landed on my elbow, I'm like, hell yeah, that protected that elbow. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
See, this is why I have it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. See, guys, if you didn't push me around like this, I would, I would have a hurt elbow right now. My funny bone would be ringing. <laughs> You're ringing. Yeah, I hit my funny bone. Ouch. Yeah. You got any other worst accessories? Um. No, I think that's good. What are your thoughts on finger tape? I'm fine with finger tape. I am too. I'm indifferent. It's definitely an old lineman move. Yeah. Are there any receivers in the league that don't wear gloves anymore? It's probably a tight end who doesn't. I'm sure a tight end. That is rare. I can't think of anybody. Yeah, I can't either. That's just gotta be tough, especially with how hard. Like, imagine Josh Allen's your quarterback and you're brave enough oh, not God. to wear gloves. Oof, does. Just broken fingers. I don't think anyone's done it for like decades. Yeah. But I feel like there's definitely been a few tight ends who have done it. I can't think of anybody. I feel like I keep thinking Greg Olson for some reason, but I feel like he no, did he wear gloves. gloves. He definitely wore gloves. I just know I know one Viking player that doesn't wear gloves is Troy Dye. Is he? That's all. What I position think. does he play? He's a linebacker. He's like a. It linebacker. looks weird now because that was a very common thing at first. Mm-hmm. But like in, even in high school, if you go to like high school now, like there's a lot of kids who still don't wear gloves. Yeah. Just because like. I know my dad's rule was he was a coach and his rule was if you wear gloves, you have to catch it every time. <laughs> it's a dumb rule. <laughs> well, he's just very anti any individualization at all. Yeah, but I mean, they, they help overall. They do help. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think it's just like it's definitely a boomer thing. I think it's like dying out with the boomers a yeah, little bit. That's counterproductive. I would agree. All right, you got anything else to add before we wrap this puppy up? Oh, uh, bet the ponies. Bet get the ponies. Some juleps. Get, get some juleps. Have a happy Cinco de Mayo. Wear a big hat this weekend for the yeah, Derby. Big hat. Big hat, some pink. Let's get absolutely fucking hammered. Get hammered. Join the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah. 2010 New England Patriots. Yeah. They're going to be having a good time, and I hope you guys do too. See ya. See ya.